Good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well on this Thursday morning. Jamoke Davis for the Props Network. This is Just for Sport as we talk about topics that uh, I am interested in. Hopefully you are interested in, uh, including betting. Uh, we're talking basketball. We got some football today. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of a new format, uh, not just for today, but we're trying out some things. Haley's comment is comments are not going to be uh, a part of the show today, but don't worry. She will be back. Uh, looking forward to having her on next week. But uh, normally I start the show uh, with Haley's comments. But today we're going to do a little something different as we uh, look to try to expand the show. Um, still going to have interviews. Uh, again, still going to have Haley's comments, but also just some time for... The thing that I want to start with as we look at last night's game is I've got to stop destroying the refs. I really do. My dad's a ref. Shout out to Mo Curry who refs basketball. Too often, too often, I tend to get down on the refs. And I know it's crazy I'm starting to show like this um, that I want to talk about the refs, but I feel like what happens so often is in the crunch time, I don't mind seeing mistakes out of players. I don't mind seeing mistakes out of referees, so to speak. But at the same time, when it's under a minute and you see something with your own eyes as a fan, uh, as a if you're a professional uh, like myself who's worked in the game, covering the game, I just hate to see it come down to the referees. And last night's call, even though the, the, the Heat still won. So in the end, it's like, that's okay. That's okay that the Heat still won the game. And so you should say, well, it doesn't matter because the Heat still won. But it doesn't change the fact that the referees on a turnover and a breakaway what should have been a dunk or a layup by Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, one of the top five defensive players in the NBA today, not only was able to get back on defense as Jason Tatum was about to score, but he took a swipe at the ball didn't touch Jason Tatum, and then the ball clearly hits off of Jason Tatum out of bounds. What does the ref do first? First, they try to call a foul on Jimmy Butler. My thing is, I am okay with the whistle. I wonder if moving forward, if because what ended up happening is the refs wanted to hide behind the rules book and say that, you know, oh, it's a jump ball, inconclusive. No. I I think let's have the whistle blown and then go review it. And that could be fine. But how can you try to say, well, we're going to review the play 
But then say, oh, well, let's just do a jump ball. It was inconclusive. I just didn't think it was inconclusive. It was clearly obvious watching it that Jimmy Butler was able to swipe at the ball right before Jason Tatum went up for the layup or in mid-shooting form for the layup. And the ball went out of bounds on Jason. Jason, it was clear. And I just want the referees not to have to try to backpedal from a call that they make. You don't need to backpedal from a call. Just say whistle because you know something happened. And if nothing else, the whistle should have said, hey, I don't know what happened. I'm going to go and review the video. Because it was clear evidence, clear evidence, that what happened here is Jimmy Butler made another great defensive play. Made another great defensive play. Heat ball, let's move on. And that's not what happened. That's not what happened. But I digress because Jason Tatum still had 28 points in the game. But at the same time, he had zero points in the first half. I'd like to think that this game may have been different, may have been different if somehow Jason Tatum had scored any points in the first half. Maybe this game would have been different. But bottom line is last night, the Miami Heat take a commanding, commanding three to one lead on the Boston Celtics. Now, who would say that they even thought that the Miami Heat would be in this position? They started out the season signing Jimmy Butler. If you recall, he had these, you know, the famed 3.30 a.m. practice where he's like, where are my guys? Let's get on the court. Should have been the Timberwolves. Should have been the Philadelphia 76ers. They both tried out the Jimmy Butler experience, and it didn't work. Who knows why it didn't work in those places. But bottom line, it's working here in Miami. And that may also be a little bit more because they have uh, 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 Eric Spolstra as the head coach. Pat Riley running the organization. Maybe it's the makeup of the players. You know, you don't want to necessarily say, oh, well, what happened here should have and could have worked in Minnesota or in Philadelphia. But it's working here. As the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics 112 to 109 in game four, they are up 3 1. Miami is 11. Let me say it again 11 and 2 in the playoffs. 11 and 0 when leading 3 1 in the best of seven series. Are the Celtics done? They very well may be. But the crazy thing about this bubble playoffs is we have a team in the Western Conference who's come down from 1-3 in two straight series to win game seven and move on. So I don't know. I don't know what may happen here. You almost don't want to make a prediction on where you think this game will go. And I don't want to say that the Heat are a Cinderella because they are a really good team overall. But the bottom line is they are a fifth seed that no one really, you know, unless you really know basketball or a Miami Heat fan really is more what I should say. You are you know Heat basketball and you're a Heat fan. Then, yeah, you probably voted for them. You probably put some money down on them on BetMGM or uh, you, uh, DraftKings, Unibet. Maybe you put some money down on the Heat and you're looking good. But – 
overall, you probably didn't, right? You didn't think the Heat would be here, and yet the Heat have a commanding three to one lead. And that is due to one hero, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero with 37 points, second most points in the playoff game before the age of 21. Who was the one number one player? Magic Johnson, 1980. Scored 42 points. He holds the record. Derrick Rose is behind him in 2009 with 36. Tyler Hero's got the deep three, the Euro step. He's great cutting to the basket. He's got some moxie. I like the moxie in him. But here's the funny thing that I want to talk about uh, Tyler Hero is... In many ways, for those who, again, try to think about, you know, if you're going to say, oh, where did he come from? Did he come out of nowhere? No, he came from Kentucky. He's a Kentucky Wildcat. There are five players. If you talk about there are 10 players on the court at one time right now in the NBA bubble playoffs game. Right now, granted, there are four teams playing, so there's 20 on the court if they were playing simultaneously. But let's just say, for if you're talking about one game, there'd be 10 players on the court, right? And let's say it's just a pickup game, and we're only saying that it's the four teams that are in the league right now that are in the playoffs right now Denver, Lakers, uh, Boston, and Miami. All right. So let's say it's a pickup game. You got 10 players on the court, five on each team. One of those teams can be fielded by the Kentucky Wildcats. Bam Adebayo, Jamal Murray, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, or Rajon Rondo, and one. Tyler Hero. That's a starting five. The Kentucky Wildcats starting five could possibly win the NBA championship. Couldn't you see it? Rajon Rondo at the point, Jamal Murray, and Tyler Hero on the wings. You got Anthony Davis as a stretch four five and Bam Adebayo as a center. I can't believe it. My mind is blown. My mind is blown at the thought of the Kentucky Wildcats basically can field an NBA Finals team with the four teams that are playing right now, and they can win the NBA championship. So I am applauding Kentucky Wildcats basketball because their pedigree is unmatched, unmatched right now. They're just, they're just amazing. It's just amazing to watch. And and Tyler Hero, I mean, he had, I mean, I talked about it already. I mean, he had the deep three. His cuts to the basket. He had a beautiful cut in the final two minutes of the game where you had Jimmy Butler backing down Jason Tatum. And he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. And it's almost like Boston didn't. Trailing behind the play was Tyler Hero cutting down the lane 
Boop, Jimmy Butler right to Taylor, Tyler Hero for the reverse layup. It's just beautiful basketball. And that's what I like to see uh, in basketball, period. But that's what I like to see when I watch these two teams play, Boston and Miami, really the way that they move the, the ball, all five players touching the basketball. That's if, if Dr. James Naismith is looking down on this game, Kobe Bryant looking down on this game. They're saying this is some beautiful basketball right here. And that's what I saw last night. That's what I saw last night. All right. I talked enough about last night's game. I will look ahead to tonight's game. Game four, as I just talked about a game four, between the Lakers and Nuggets. And coming up, my man, Sam Kotler who brought me into this game. That's right. We talked on the phone one day, and he said, hey, uh, I think we could do something here. I think we could uh, have you on the Props Network. He was starting the Props Network. I was a very, very, very casual gambler, and I still am if you ask my, if you know, you got to ask my wife where the money goes. I'm still, I just you know, once in a while, once in a while. But I've really gotten to uh, enjoy it more and more. Uh, just really um, having another interest in the game. And, and that's what I want to talk to Sam about. Because for me, no, I, I, I don't go to the sports book, you know, before obviously you can vote, vote. I mean, excuse me, you can bet in West Virginia. You should vote too. About vote in November. You can bet in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, obviously, you know, uh, in uh, New Jersey and Nevada. So when I would go there for summer league, you know, not on basketball, not on basketball while I worked for the league, for the Wizards and in the NBA, you know, maybe on my Washington football team, you know, uh, you know, maybe make a baseball bet because you sit there and you look at the sports book and you see all of the 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 different lines. They'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know, bet on the, bet on a little summer baseball game because that's when we'd be there for summer league is uh, in July. You know, maybe play a little blackjack. But for probably, man, almost 20 years I've been doing fantasy sports. You know, I always do a March Madness bracket. So I've, I've been in the betting game just in a different way. And, and now, you know, uh, as I learn more about, you know, the different sports books, BetMGM, DraftKings, Unibet, uh, Rivers Casino, uh, you know, the different places that you can bet in now that have sports book. It's been eye-opening and fun. So we'll have Sam Collar on next to talk a little bit about the Props Network. Uh, but I'm going to take a break here uh, and talk a little bit more about gambling, right, and betting. Uh, bet. MGM Sportsbook. Bet MGM Sportsbook is live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, and West Virginia. Are you betting on the NFL or NBA this season? How about the French Open? It's coming up very soon. French Open, and I'll talk about that later. Take some of that action to Bet MGM. Why? Because for a limited time, Bet MGM has a special signing bonus just for the Props Network. 
That's right. For the Props Network, if you're watching right now, all you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use the code JUSTSPORT20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit of $500 or more. That's right. Just enter code JUSTSPORT20 and get up to a $500 bonus. That bankroll is yours. Yours. So get on BetMGM. You'll enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer, like earning $10 free bets every week in the Money Monday Club. Excuse me, let me say it again. The Money Monday Club, uh, multi-sport parlay boosters, and what I need most, what I love most about it is the Edit My Bet feature that allows players to change their bet tickets after they submitted it. Now, I was trying to change a bet ticket for Tyler Hero to be the top scorer of the night, but it was kind of late for that. But it would have been a good bet. Would have been a good bet. So try BetMGM with code JustSport20 now while the offer lasts. But remember, you must be 21 and over the bet. And do you or someone you know have a gambling problem this is serious. Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. You definitely don't want to have that problem. Okay, coming up next, we've got Sam Kotler here on Just for Sport. Sam, I hope you're ready for me. I'm bringing you on right now. Here we go. Hi, Sam. Good morning. How are you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. How this, are you? Well, we got this new beautiful board here in the, in the bet bunker. As you can see. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying it out. I've never used this before. Brian Mitchell, who you may have seen on the uh, the walk-on. Right, which I always want to say, by the way, shout out to Brian Mitchell. The Brian Mitchell I know is called B. Mitch in Washington, D.C. One of the the icons of Washington football team history. It's weird to say it that way. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. So we call this Brian Mitchell Bam. <laughs> Not only is Bam a fantastic comedian, and co-host of our show he also figured out how to use this board the problem is he hasn't shown me how to use the board yet <laughs> if you can hear me it's a miracle and uh let's just roll with it you know? i i can hear you i can hear you so speaking of roll with it i feel like that's what i've done over what seems like man almost a year sam since we started talking about you 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 know wanting to start the props network and having me on to do betting picks and host a show which is like man to think in less than a year here we are live on twitch and youtube and facebook uh i'm really excited about it uh how how in your mind has this gone it's gone really well and i feel like had the world not shut down for seven months we, you'd probably be on uh, 600 radio stations nationwide already. <laughs> your show is so good and you're so good. Um, but it has been a year and I can't believe it's been a year. Um, uh, time really flies. And, uh, and I feel like we're, we're really on to something here. You know, it's, it's um, again, it was, it was bad timing that in March we had um, all this content ready to go for March Madness. I had, you know, Joel Walkowski and Donnie Sangstek, great comedians um, and sports guys who work with us. They um, had all this stuff ready to go. They were going to bet on every March Madness game. And uh, I know you were going to do a lot of content around it, too. And wouldn't you know, uh, that's when it all went to hell. Um, but I think we've recovered nicely and we're on the right track. We've got new shows. Um uh, like the walk on, like in action, other things we're planning to do. And um, 
you know, I'm really excited for the Props Network business, um, for all the whole team um, and everything they're doing, including yourself. So, um, yeah, we've come we've come a long way in a year, and there's there's a lot more to come for sure. We have come a long way, and I think for me, um, it's been fun that I have that I have learned a lot um that i am growing as 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 a better so to speak like seeing the game from a different perspective has been a challenge for me to really under, understand the game on another level that that's what I think it is for me, you know, first I would watch a game and like I talked last week with uh, Michael Lee about it, who is an X factor? Well, to me, I would say an X factor for the, in the game, in the context of they can win. But now the X factor isn't just someone who can help a team win, but the X factor goes into, okay, who's going to have the most points in the game tonight? That for me, I love a long shot. I totally should have bet a Tyler Hero. <laughs> that it's not so much a thing. I don't think away think about it as throwing away money per se, but it's like a um, why not take a flyer on them? You know, it's not like in when you're betting on Bet MGM, you could you know, or or DraftKings because I that you can only take one bet. You can make as many bets as you want. Make it, it adds it adds a whole new dimension to your sports fandom, and in a way, you're you know to make that Tyler Hero bet is not a flyer. You know, mm-hmm. you're investing in your own knowledge, and that's what makes betting so much fun. You know, um, I've never heard anyone say they're they're happy to have grown as a gambler before. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you. Um, it's a bummer you didn't bet Tyler Hero last night. But did you did you wager on the game? So that. I I figured that the Heat I figured that the Heat would win the game, but I bet that the game would be closer, so I lost. I thought that it would be like a buzzer beater. Um so unfortunately I didn't win last night. Um and and actually um that is normally my go to of so this is what I do. I Bet a, I bet a money line, spread over under, and then normally I always put at least – I try to only do one player, but it wouldn't have been Tyler Hero. But last night I forgot to put in my top score. I like top score, triple-double, or double-double are like kind of the three that I normally pick one. And uh, last night I didn't, and I, I don't know – probably just because I was with the with the kids at the park until 7.30. And then all of a sudden you get them home and you're doing stuff. And it's like, oh, man, I totally forgot to put everything in. And then it was kind of late. So how dare those kids get in the way? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's, it's out of control. Like maybe that should be something I should bet on if I can make it home in time without an injury throughout the day. Yeah. Watching them during the pandemic. Under on uh, skinned knees and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wish I had two of them yesterday. 
so I, I didn't win yesterday, but that's the other part about it is I am, as most, I mean, I don't want to say most people say they are, they're not, but I want to try to be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And and I imagine when I'm making picks, I need to be a perfectionist, but nobody is perfect at the, at this, right? The house always wins. There's, there's a reason that that saying is the way it is, right? Have you seen the professional gamblers' picks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are not perfect. Um, no. And so, you know, that's something else to just get used to is that, hey, you know, I don't have to be perfect and, you know, just have fun with it. So that's what I'm trying to do. It is fun. There is nothing more fun. Like I'm a big PGA guy, as you know, the golf, golf is my favorite sport. That's my jam. I love, I bet at other sports, but what I really love to invest in is golf. I'm wrong all the time. It's very hard to be right about golf. <laughs> 156 guys in any given field, right? Yeah. So, and any one of them can win. Um, but there is nothing more fun to me than taking, you know, my whatever my bankroll is for the weekend. Maybe I'm going to bet a hundred dollars and splitting that up on multiple guys that I just want to root for. You know, like I think they've got a chance. I want to root for them for the weekend, and it's not a big investment. Um, it uses a little bit of my knowledge, you know, but um, I, I love to do that. So that's that's my equivalent of you know you wanting to make that prop bet you know, on, on based on your knowledge on NBA, like I like to do that. With golf. So let's actually, let's talk a little bit of golf here since you brought it up. Yep. The U S open <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. Have you I like it. DeChambeau. Did you make any money off of him? No, I didn't. I wish I, of course I wish I did. So here's what I did. And um, I was on the walk on previewing the U.S. Open with Joel and Brian, and I was all over John Rahm. Um, you know John Rahm, right? Yep, yep. So John Rahm has been on a tear this year, as well as Dustin Johnson, as everyone knows. And um, all to me, all signs pointed to this was John Rahm's U.S. Open to win. You know, I thought Dustin Johnson obviously was a good pick, but uh, you know, all it would take was the putter going cold for him not to really show up, which is what happened. Now. My big theory was that live betting ROM was the way to go because the odds were like super cost prohibitive. He opened mm -hmm. like plus 900. That's terrible. I mean, you're not like that's a terrible investment to take a guy at plus 900 to win a golf tournament before it starts, especially when there's a cut halfway through and half the field's going to go home. Mm -hmm. So um, I was all about live betting John ROM, which I did. And I was right because there was a the tea time waves, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Tiger, all these guys went off early in the morning on day one. They went low. It pushed the odds on Rom up live. Mm -hmm. and he was able to, to grab Rom at 13 to one, which I felt great about um, before he ever teed off. Now it didn't go as planned. He, he, it's not that he played poorly. He just, he wasn't great. But what I did do was I saw Matthew Wolf, um, the young guy who, who managed to grab the lead on round three. I saw him climbing up. I live bet that I parlayed it with multiple NFL money lines live. Um, and that would have been had Matthew Wolf hung on, you know, my $20 bet. Yeah. Odds combined with those money lines would have paid out maybe $600. Um, so that made it really exciting. You know, my things didn't go as planned, but just from observing, knowing about Matthew Wolf and what he's capable of, um, I felt good about making that bet and, uh, 
unfortunately, I think youth got the best of him on Sunday. Um, Tie for 23. Yeah. Well, you know, the plaything is at plus three. It's misleading at all placing because 23 might not mean that you're 23rd place because the ties yeah yeah but um anyway yeah he sort of fell apart in plus three actually on that golf course that was that is not a bad score Mm -hmm. Uh, i can't that's you know that's only 30 minutes up the road for me i gotta find a way to get on there and i'll yeah that was on the final sunday by the way he finished at plus 10 excuse me yeah i'll probably shoot 150 at wing foot it's (laughs) a golfer but um, but anyway, so yes, my rom bet, my uh, rom bet didn't go as planned. We invested in Matthew Wolf, almost pulled it off, but Sunday didn't go his way. And yes, I, as much as I hate to admit it, because the guy has just such a terrible personality, uh, I, I I'm so impressed by what Bryson DeChambeau can do. So that's the thing. Does he have a terrible personality? Yes. As in, what makes you say he has a terrible personality versus him just being raw in his interviews, not holding back? Because realistically, from a quote standpoint, that's the type of person you want. I wouldn't call it rawness. Rawness. I would call it. Uh, I would call it overconfidence. I would call it. I mean, for lack of a better term, the guy's kind of a douche. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, you know okay so you bring up the interviews you know the guy manages to plug every one of his sponsors in a post game interview (laughs) he does you know uh he's got a brand he's working on a brand sam he's working on something (laughs) and then it's to me it's more the on course behavior you know like if you there's been several instances throughout the season where he has yelled at a cameraman from CBS or NBC for, you know, following him too close with the camera. I've never seen another player do that. Every time a shot doesn't go his way, you see him having this, you know, very petulant reaction to it, Mm -hmm. Um, which is not, you know, I don't think that's what the game is supposed to be. And if you watch the great ones like Tiger, like Rory, like um, even Brooks Kepka, uh, they don't do that. You know what I mean? Like that's not their style. I find that hard to watch. I find that hard to root for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, you, you say he's good for quotes in the post game interviews and he's raw. No, Brooks Kepka is good for quotes and rawness in the interviews. Like that guy is the real deal. You know, you want an honest opinion on another player. You're going to get it from Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my guy. I, I think Brooks Kepka's great. He's injured right now. I, I hope to see him back out there soon. It sounds, yeah. like, it sounds like he'll be playing in the Masters and the other big events that are still to come this year in September, and we still have the Masters and some other big events coming up in golf. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay, I, I get what you're saying about Bryson, and it makes it tough if, you know, you don't want to say the the, the – the bad guys win, you know, but he does seem to be the bad guy of the tour and not many people are happy that he, like he should be enjoying the U S open and probably for him, he is enjoying it. The fans of his are, but the overall tour may not be, he's such a big imposing figure. Yeah. Um, Polarizing, which is great for the game, right? Yeah. I mean, Joel said it the other day that, uh, he's the new, he's the real shooter McGavin. And in a way he is, you know, mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool to have that. 
Um, here's a take for you though. He, I don't think he wins that tournament if the New York fans are present. You know, I've mm. I've been to some um, majors and other tournaments here in the tri-state area. Uh, I went to the U.S. Open two years ago out at Shinnecock in Long Island. Mm -hmm. Those fans are brutal. I don't know. I don't know if you recall the final round of the U.S. Open at uh, um, Bethpage. Yeah, Bethpage Black. Bethpage Black. They those fans <coughs> did not let Brooks Kepka have a second of silence to play. You know, telling <laughs> about his girlfriend, like all sorts of stuff. So. I, my theory is you put fans on that course at Wingfoot, DeChambeau has no chance. He would have been very affected by, by the, uh, the gallery there, I think. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Uh, and, and I think as we look at all sports, not having fans, it is interesting to see how, as you're saying, it affects or doesn't affect a player or gives them a chance to focus more if need be. All right. Uh, we're talking a lot about betting. Before you bet at your favorite online sportsbook this season, you need to check out thepropsnetwork.com. Why? Because the Props Network will tell you everything you need to know about sportsbook promos, where to score free bets, and all the options for legal betting in your state. Plus, the Props Network now has live odds comparisons for NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball, so you can make every bet knowing that you've got the best value, value available. That's why the PropsNetwork.com is a must for any U.S. sports betting fan. Remember, 21 and over the bet. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER today. And you have to forgive me a little bit for the... Um, stumbling I got a little bit of a head cold but i said look i'm day to day so i'm gonna play i'm gonna play no matter what so here i am um we'll have sam back on in a little bit uh but i did uh in enjoy talking to him about the u.s open and and you know i'm excited i can't believe the masters is i mean it's weird that we're gonna have the masters in november not a lot of daylight for that one but i wanted to say one more thing i've almost forgot shout out to louis wustazen who was in third place at the u.s open one of the old old heads still still getting it done okay as i said i would uh talk about the next game up tonight in the nba and it is game four between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Let's first talk about some lines we have here on the game using uh, BetMGM. We've got the Los Angeles Lakers at minus six, at minus 110. You can get that at minus 110. Uh, you got the over-under at 214 and a half at minus 110. Money line, minus 250 for Denver plus 200 for the Lakers. Obviously the Lakers are at plus six. Am I taking that? What am I, what bet am I taking? So here's the thing. If you are a Lakers fan, which I'm sure there are a lot of them out there, you should be worried. You really, really should be worried because there is no doubt in my mind of course, there's doubt in my mind. How could there not be doubt in my mind? But I'm going to be bold because that's what I'm I'm going to do. And that's what I like to do. I like to take a long shot. 
Um, I like to kind of think about what could happen, what will happen. And I think the Denver Nuggets are in their driving seat. They are, they are, they have an opportunity here to disrupt the playoffs. No one, in, when we're talking ratings, wants to see uh, the Nuggets in the finals, but that's not what it's about. It shouldn't be about, oh, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. I mean, come on, every year people want to see Lakers, Boston in the finals. Oh, that will have the most ratings. But in my mind, I want to see some great basketball. And I think that you can see some great basketball with any one of these four teams or two of these four teams in the NBA Finals. And I think what you're seeing is a team in the Denver Nuggets who in game two, game two, was two seconds away. Now, look, which whatever Plumlee brother you want to throw in there, it don't really matter. A Plumlee screwed up a defensive play. And should have been on Anthony Davis. Or else maybe Anthony Davis doesn't even get the ball, doesn't even get the look he wanted to for the game-winning three-pointer. With Nikola Jokic, who was guarding the inbounds player, found a way to follow the trail of the ball and get a hand up in front of Anthony Davis, who made one of the greatest shots in NBA history in the playoffs. But I think what you have here is a Nuggets team who realize after game two, wait a minute, we can beat this team. And then they go out in game three. They held off a late Lakers rally to win 114-106 in game three. Now, the Denver Nuggets have normally lost game four. In both of their series against the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers, that's where they went down 3-1. But here is an opportunity for them to really rewrite history and change a narrative and put themselves into an even more challenging position because now when they are normally are playing from behind 1-3, they can go up 3-1 on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if you're a Lakers fan, you're not going to agree with this, but I almost think you want to see this happen. You want to see some drama. You want to see the Los Angeles Lakers find a way, dig down deep, to come back and win this game. That's kind of what you want to see. If you want the drama, that's what you want. You want, you want the Denver Nuggets to win this game. But probably as a Lakers fan, you don't necessarily think that that's going to happen, right? You want the Lakers to win. And you're seeing a lot of scoring. And what I look at when I think about how you have Tyler Hero coming out of nowhere, Youngest player since Magic Johnson in 1980 uh, to, 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 score, to be the top scorer in the game under the age of 21. He had 37 points. Well, tonight, maybe, maybe you'll see that 
in the Denver Nuggets. Maybe you'll see a player come out of nowhere. So you're still going to get Jamal Murray to score his points. You're still going to get Nikola Jokic to score his points. But I could see you saying, okay, because I see me saying it. I'm trying to think about who I think tonight will be that player. And who am I going with? I'm going with Denver to win. I'm going with the over at 214 and a half. And I'm also going with Michael Porter Jr. to have that kind of game tonight. Why do I think he's going to have that kind of game tonight? I don't know. I really don't. I am almost amazed that I'm even saying Michael Porter Jr. out of my mouth. But I love the long shot, and you got to come up with it. You know, you can get them at plus a thousand, maybe more than that, depending on where things happen by the time the game tips off tonight. It's not going to happen until nine o'clock tonight. So the number is going to change. And for all intents and purposes, what's probably happening is everybody's trying to find the next Tyler Hero to make some money off of. So they're going to maybe drive up those numbers. And so you're not going to get the long shot where you could have maybe got them at plus 10,000 to be the top score. And so that number, you know, you're not going to get quite the long shot. And I got to ask Sam, I got to ask Sam as I bring him back on here, Sam, how are you? I'm good. I'm back. I'm sorry. He's back. Of course I had a technical malfunction. <laughs> Am I right to pick Michael Porter Jr.? If you're looking, what what odds can we get across the board for Michael Porter Jr. to be the top scorer? You want some odds? I'll get you some tonight. Because I'm looking at some parlays here. You can get LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray, and Nikola Jokic to all score 20 plus points which you did have four Celtics scoring. Well, I mean, granted, that was all on one team, but in game uh, three, no, game two, I think all four players scored 20 points. So that would have been a good bet. You can get that at plus 150. Another parlay, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James, all to record 10-plus rebounds at plus 575. Another parlay, you can get Jamal Murray, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic, all to record two-plus three-pointers at plus 150. Rajon Rondo, Jamal Murray, and LeBron James to all record two plus steals at plus 850. And I could go on and on. A lot of parlays here on BetMGM. But what I want to see is that top scorer for the game. That's who I want. And I don't see it on here. And that bothers me. I don't see top score for the game tonight. Either. I'm gonna have to go to DraftKings to well, get my top score. It's earlier. Oh, I'm on DraftKings. It's early. you don't see it on there either. I I thought maybe I was, I just wasn't looking right. But early in the day, you might. It's too early in the day for it. And I looked for the line last night and I couldn't find it. Um, so we'll get to that. But I imagine it's gonna be a, around plus one thousand. That's what I'm thinking we're gonna get at. Because everybody's going to be looking for the next Tyler Hero. You think that's right, Sam? 
Oh, yeah. After last night, I mean, you know, as you know, I'm not a big NBA guy, but after last night, I feel like, yes, that's that's the move everyone's going to make is is uh, looking for that, looking for that guy. So, you know, um, but maybe the odds makers are taking their time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who are you taking tonight? Who am I taking tonight? I haven't looked at the spread yet. You got uh, – go ahead. Lakers minus six. I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook. Lakers minus six over under 214 and a half. The Laker money line is calling my name. You know, I'm – like I said to you before with golf, par- I, I love to parlay money lines. Yeah. You know, I could see throwing that in a parlay with – who do we have in the NFL tonight? We have uh, a terrible game between the Dolphins and the Jaguars. <laughs> Some, I, how they determine that the Jaguars should be three-point favorites in that game, I have no idea. But You don't like Minshew? Oh, Minshew. I like it. <laughs> how, how do you determine that that's a three-point swing? Yeah. I guess it's the home field advantage, which, by the way, I, I still believe exists without fans. But anyway, I could see taking the Jags minus 157, throwing it in the parlay. Yeah, uh, money line, and then I'm not worrying about the spread. You know, I don't really bet player props in NBA. Yeah, but you put those two together, you've got a plus one thirty. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. Okay, okay, I, and I, and here here's the thing for me as we you continue our conversation about learning how to bet. Yeah, how do I do a parlay bet? How does that work? How do you do a parlay bet? Well. So for, for anyone who's completely new to this, the parlay bet is something that's combining multiple outcomes into one bet. And actually, to plug our website, thepropsnetwork.com, that's right. go there and you can read some um, really insightful stuff from uh, one of our betting analysts, Steve Clark, um, who uh, last year did some you know videos and blogs just explaining what all of these common types of bets are. So you can learn about parlays there or on our YouTube channel. Um, but so you're combining multiple outcomes into one bet and they all have to hit for you to win. So, um, you know, you're going to get a bigger payout than if you bet on either of them. But what that allows you to do is sometimes not worry about the spread and use some of these, you know, mm-hmm. you, you and I as casual bettors are not going to just bet a t- minus 250 money line on its own. You know what I mean? We don't. Yeah, that's not good enough value for us, even though it's probably the smart thing to do, because. Like, you know, if you were investing money, you'd be very happy to make a, you know, a 75% or 50%, even 20% return on your money, right? For mm-hmm. some reason in betting, we don't do it that way. Um, but anyway, so you put them, you're combining outcomes into one bet. So like I just said, if I want to take the Lake, I think the Lakers are going to win the six points. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I'm not touching the six points, right? I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, uh, that seems like too many to me. So um, I got them minus 250. I'm going to put the Jaguars in there minus 157. I'm doing this live, right? While we're. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Now I'm going to go. Who's playing baseball today? 135 PM. The Cubs are a heavy favorite over the Pirates. Why don't we put the Cubs in that parlay? And now I've got a three leg parlay. With the Jags to win, no spread. The Lakers to win, no spread. And the Cubs to win, no run line. Because in baseball, you know it's a run line, not, mm-hmm. a, um, 
not a spread. So there's mm-hmm. three money lines and plus 249 odds, you know, a $10 bet on that would pay $34.90. Oh. So that's how you make a parlay is you're you're combining multiple things. Um, and and you can make your own parlays. Yes, every sports book sets it up a little differently. Um, some you just do it right in your like on DraftKings, you know, you put in your bet slip, you go to your bet slip right below the top, you see singles, parlay, round robins. Um, I'm selecting parlay. Now a round robin is a different type of parlay, right? Do you mm-hmm. know what a round robin is? No. Right. Well, you probably know round robin as like a tennis. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So round robin means you're going to bet all the all the possible combinations of your picks. So say I put two more baseball games in here. Let's see. We've got this the San Francisco Giants minus 245 and the Yankees as underdogs on the road at Toronto minus 104. Now I've got one, two, three, four, five picks in that parlay. If I go to a round robin, I can bet 10 different combinations of two, three dif- or 10 different combinations of three picks, five different combinations of four picks, plus I can take that the five-pick parlay on its own. So that would be 20, 25, 30, 36 small bets I could make combining all the possible combinations. And you can mm-hmm. put it as a dollar on each of those um and uh that could be a fun way to bet because you're you know you're managing your risk that way that way yeah yeah lone pick is not going to mess up your whole parlay yeah so that's awesome that's that's fun to experiment with i do them with um uh since i mentioned golf i do those with golf head-to-head matchups quite a bit we're all you know it's this guy versus this guy for the tournament and i'll round robin maybe six of those yeah for a weekend that's cool okay thanks sam the more you know the more you know as as we're as as i am learning um i appreciate it uh we're gonna take one more break before we end the show um sam thank you very much for joining me i appreciate it what a day what a day uh wow Learned a lot. Okay. Okay, people. It's time to have a serious conversation about your bookies and illegal offshore betting sites. You can get rid of them now. Cut ties. Cut ties. Legal sports books have a better user experience, more promos, bigger signing bonuses, and you know your money is safe. Where do you find a legal sports book in your state? At thepropsnetwork.com, of course. The Props Network only ranks regulated U.S. sports books, and it's also where you'll find the best available bonuses to start using them. Plus, you'll get great content from media pros like me on Just the Sport. You'll get the walk-on with Joe Walkowski. So when legal betting comes to your state, make sure your first stop is thepropsnetwork.com. And remember, it's 21 over to bet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So I was trying to think of a way I want to end the show and I come up with a bunch of different topics. And as I am um, trying to figure out what I want to talk about, I just said I wanted to do some random thoughts of some segments that I'm that I am going to start incorporating into Just for Sport. One is called Story Time where I am going to tell a story that is from uh, my career in sports. 
uh, and someone's probably gonna maybe steal these these ideas eventually. Uh, Devil's Advocate, where I take the other side of a an opinion uh, about a sports topic, or maybe it's a, a betting topic, gaming. And the other one is uh, sports you don't need to know about, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. I'm gonna tell you anyway. So I'm gonna try a little bit of these three uh, topics over uh, or segments over the course of my time uh, here doing Just For Sport as we start to do it live. And normally Haley would have been on the show and I'm glad we had Sam as a guest. Um, so today I wanna talk about my, what. This is probably the first time I ever even thought of saying it this way, but my beloved Washington Nationals. This past weekend, they were 19 and 31. And they are not going to have the same turnaround that they did last year, baseball season in 2019 when they started the season 19 and 31. They have gone from World Series champions, the best team in baseball, to the worst team in the NL East. They are not defending their title well. No Steven Strasburg. Anthony Rendon now plays for the Angels. He's got a halo over his head. And this team just isn't built. And I don't know if it's right to say they are built for a 60-game season. No team is built for this. No team is ready for this. So they're all playing with the same deck of cards, so to speak. And when they were 19 and 31 in uh, the 2019 season, there was well over 100 games left to turn it around. And now they don't have that. But I just feel for the Washington Nationals because, unfortunately, I just don't it's just not the way that I wanted them to have to go out. No one wanted to have to, you know, you want to be able to, you know, take your, your World Series championship game, you know, to every stadium and they talk about you on national TV and, you know, you get to show your rings in front of the fans and you get to do all of that pomp and circumstance. And now they don't get any of it. They don't get any of it. Now, unfortunately, all they get to do is play in front of empty stadiums and employees probably watching from the upper deck. And they, you know, mired in last place. It's just, it's just sad. It's just not the way I wanted to see this season go for them. And yeah, that's it. It's the Nationals are done. And I'm not even really watching baseball. Are you watching baseball? I don't know if there's too many sports. I'm just not feeling it. I mean, how many of you knew that the, well, probably you are following baseball. If you knew the Rays, they won the AL East. I talked about the NL East. The, the Rays won the AL East. They have home field for the uh, MLB playoffs, which are starting soon, uh, which will be exciting. It'll be exciting. And the thing for me that, lastly, that I'm going to say here as I close out the show is, October's coming up. It's the 24th. October will be here soon. And I've got some great content for you about why October is the best month in sports. Always has been. And it's going to be even better this October. 
And I'll discuss that on the next episode uh, just for sport. I'm going to end the show. I talked about how one of the best stories out of Kentucky are the Kentucky guys playing in the playoffs. Tyler Hero was a hero last night for the Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo plays on the Heat. Jamal Murray plays on the Nuggets. Anthony Davis and Rajon Rondo play for the Los Angeles Lakers. And they all went to Kentucky. They all went to Kentucky. But Kentucky also is in the news for the wrong reasons. Because as you've probably seen or heard on social media, there's no justice for Breonna Taylor. You heard LeBron James. You heard Steve Kerr. Players in the NFL, MLB, NHL, Dwayne Haskins from my Washington football team, all players, coaches, talking about how there's no justice for Breonna Taylor. Um, we talked about the NBA players going into a bubble and being concerned about not being able to really be a part of the conversation. And I just want to say that if Tyler Hero is a hero for Kentucky and the fans of the Kentucky Wildcats, I hope that the people of Kentucky will remember Breonna Taylor and know that she did not get the justice that many of us were hoping for. And maybe we can find solace in knowing that the conversation is being discussed more, that we're talking about the injustices, the live black matters that we are dealing with. And as a country, finding a way to um, heal and grow. And so sometimes this show will not be just for sport. But that's the show. Ciao for now, everybody.